What's poppin' everyone? KP here, and we have a very special guest with us. Do you want to introduce yourself? Sure. My name's Philip Jackson, and I'm the head of painting at uh, University of Mississippi. I uh, teach beginning painting through graduate level painting. Um, I'm also a, a practicing artist myself and, and looking forward to kind of discussing some of that work today. Yeah, for sure. So speaking of that work, do you want to tell us about UNA's upcoming gallery? Yeah, it's um, it's an interesting exhibit for me, mostly because I've pulled from a lot of the work that I've made in the past going pretty far back. And um, I thought it would be helpful because sometimes students don't get to see the kind of history um, of a maker. And so um, I was able to pull back even from undergraduate all the way uh, to current. And so um, hopefully it'll be an exciting exhibition for those that are sort of still learning who they are as an artist and coming into themselves and um, as a painter. Um, but that's my hope in, in showing the work. Yeah, for sure. So what dates um, are the, is the gallery going to be open? Um, well, it's open currently and I think it goes through, um, I wanna say March, um, like the second or third week of March, I believe. Yeah, and um, for those of you who don't know where the gallery is, it's um, Gallery 126. It's downtown, actually right next to the soda office. So you can go to the gallery and then come say hi to me. I, I, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> so um, at what age did you know that you wanted to become an artist? Like, when did that just kind of click for you? Yeah, uh, I don't know if there was ever a moment where it just clicked. I, I, I guess I realized that the way I think just is very visual. Uh, um, and when I understood that drawing was always just a way of, of understanding and communicating for me. So I can't go back to, you know, a certain place. I have lots of drawings that my mother kept uh, that she has shared with me that I've, that I've been drawing for a long time, but I guess it was just a way for me of just understanding the world around me, you know? Yeah, for sure. Um, so what sort of led into your transition from being a, you know, I assume just sort of, you know, a kid drawing to knowing that this is what you want to do as a career and then transitioning into being an art professor. Oh, wow. <laughs> well, um, I remember my mom was very curious about my growth as an artist. And, and you know, she there, there was someone who was doing a mural in town and she took this little portfolio. They, they were really bad. I mean, the, the, <laughs> these drawings were so bad. I was tracing cartoons and stuff. And she took these tracings of cartoons to this mural artist. And this mural artist was just like, oh my goodness, you're so talented. Like you're going to be a great artist. And I look back and think, what in the world was she thinking? But I will say, you know, she she really invested in me and, and, and gave confidence where I didn't have confidence. Um, and I guess because I didn't really have anything to, to compare to. I mean, I was raised in a Midwestern home my family wasn't aware of any kind of art that was going on anywhere really other than maybe what was hanging in, in home decorations and things like that. Um, so I really didn't know anything about the history of art or that you could be an artist as a career. And so when a person that was professionally making work for, you know, uh, walls and, and being paid for it, and, and she encouraged me. That was, that was a huge moment. Um, I guess that was about eight or nine when that happened. And, and I think from there it really changed. So, um, uh, and, and then I realized it was a big part of my learning process. 
um, when I went to college, I went to Columbus College of Art and Design for my undergraduate degree, and things really changed there. Um, I had some incredible professors that invested in me um, and, and really helped me to see sort of what I was missing and, and kind of where to go. Um, and then went on to graduate school at Bowling Green State University, uh, where I uh, received my MFA in, in studio art, focusing in painting. And again, great, great professors. While I was there, I was able to travel to Italy. We did a summer abroad there. Um, and so that was a major change. Um, when I was able to go and see some of these paintings that I've been studying in art history through only slides, and then physically seeing like how they were made and, and how large they were and the visual kind of real impact that a painting does have when you stand in front of it to behold it, that, that really changed the way I wanted to paint. Um, and so my paintings went from being very um, thin and almost transparent to having a little more meat to the paint. Like I really realized that it, that it was a physical thing too. And so that made a, a, a big change. Um, so, and then going from, from that experience and then making work and starting um, after graduate school, I started to show in galleries. Um, had a great gallery in Columbus, Ohio that, that really took interest um, and really started my career. Um, I was showing work there, selling work. Um, and for the most part, before I became a professor here at Ole Miss, I, 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 was, I, was, I was selling quite a bit, all of my work. Uh, all of it was, thankfully, I um, had some great opportunities. I'm really thankful for, I was showing in, in, in San Francisco, Martha's Vineyard, Houston, Texas, Charlotte, North Carolina. Um, a lot of great opportunities that was given to me, I'm really thankful for. Um, and then, um, but I always loved teaching. I, I, and I didn't know I wanted to be a teacher. I, I went to grad school not to be a teacher. I, I actually went to grad school so I could really learn how to paint better and, and know why I'm painting more. To have that discussion and, and camaraderie with my peers. But in that, I was forced to teach a class as part of my assistantship. And I loved it. I mean, I, I, I realized that it was feeling my work in a way that I'd never had before. And so I knew that the teaching route at some point would be important. So after grad school, as I was showing in galleries, I was also working as an admissions officer and um, adjunct teacher at my alma mater in Columbus. And I was teaching and painting and teaching and painting. And then one of my colleagues said, have you heard about the position um, in Mississippi? And I said, no, Mississippi? <laughs> uh, I, you know, I, I'd always lived in the Midwest. I figured I would, I would live there, have a family there, retire there, whatever. Um, and so I applied and they brought me in and I've been here for 15 years and I love it. Wow. It's, it's a great, it's a great um, place to live. It, I have great colleagues to work with. Um, the students there are wonderful, um, and it's it's a great small it's a small enough department that we know all of our students. We get to work with them, but yet um, um, there's it's it's a wonderful size being in a bigger university. Yeah, I hope sure. that scopes everything. I know that was quite a long. Yeah, that I, I mean that that's pretty much that answers my question entirely. Okay. Um, okay. Something I do want to say is I think there's kind of a, a lot of people don't think of the South as being art centric. But I mean, there's a lot of like, especially um, in Florence and, and um, I, I mean, I assume there's some in Mississippi. Uh, I don't know exactly where Old Miss is. <laughs> I probably should have done that research. That's okay. It's in Oxford, about an hour Oxford. south from Memphis. 
Okay, cool. So uh, yeah, um, but there's definitely art communities in the South. And I think it's really special when you can find other artists and connect with, which is kind of the point of this podcast is to just kind of show, hey, we're here. (laughs) That's great. Yeah, that's fantastic. So why do you think it's important for non-artists to experience things like galleries and other sorts of art collections? Yeah, well, art has a wonderful ability to help us see what we don't see, you know? And I think that, I mean, artistic minded people have no problem with this. I mean, we love the right side of our brain. In fact, we live off of it most of the time, you know? And so um, that's just how we, we look at the world. We see what others don't see or pass by. And I think our job as an artist you know, is, is to share those things that they may miss and, and hopefully that engage them in a visual way that stops them, you know, in their tracks and they have to slow down and really observe this thing. And for me, that's always been, you know, um, kind of the reason that I make work. Um, coming from a family that knows nothing about art, I, I think about engaging them, but I also think about engaging an audience that knows about art and, and, and knows about the knowledge and the history. So I, I'm interested in engaging kind of a, a wide audience in my work. And I think that when people come into the gallery, there's something that's going to resonate with them, you know, whether it's um, a performance or if, if it's um, a vocal performance or if it's a visual performance um, or a physical performance, like in some way, I think that our job is like communicating this unseen reality that that might be around them that they could now sort of invest in. Um, I think too often art galleries or, or art art events feel so exclusive. You know, they 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 have in some ways pushed people out where really we want to bring people in. And um, I think a lot of people are intimidated to come into a white wall gallery sometimes, you know? And so um, I think that these kinds of things, I, I, I appreciate you doing this because these are the kind of things that I, I hope will make people feel more comfortable. Like I can walk up to a painting and may not know all the knowledge and history of a painting, but I can tell you how it makes me feel. And that's, that's incredibly important. Yeah, for sure. Um, sort of along the same lines, why do you think it's important for art students to sort of take in other types of art? Oh, that's a great question. Um, well, first of all, I think, I think it's important that we, I think, like you said, I like that you said the word artist because, um, you know, that is, that consumes everything. And, and, and really, when you talk about this way, it's, it's really medium specific, you know? And so sometimes we don't know the correct medium for the voice that we have, right? And so I think by by trying these different things or, 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 or investing ourselves in these other mediums, we might discover something about ourselves that truly resonates in the way we communicate as a person. Um, and I, I think that's a good reason why in most art programs and a foundation program, you're taking all sorts of mediums so that you're, you're trying to get your sense of, of what makes the most sense. But not just in a visual way. I think it's important that we also are forced into the performing arts and and the and the and music and and all all kinds of um, literary. I mean, I think it's it's a package it's it's a package way of thinking. Um, and I've found in in recent years that being able to collaborate with some of these artists that I normally would have never collaborated with because I'm you know we live in our own world. Um, that's changed a lot of things for me in terms of the way I, I think and interpret and make work. Yeah, for sure. That's, that's an amazing answer. And I, I, I really do like that you, um, 
drove the point home that there are different types like mediums of art because a lot of people think of art as just like paintings or drawings um I'm I'm a theater and film major so obviously that's that's my art that's what that's how I do it and so it it feels nice to be validated I imagine I mean you're right I mean there is sort of like a ivory tower kind of a mentality about art and that the thing on the wall is always the, the thing that proceeds but I yeah, I don't, I, you know, living in sort of a more of a post medium society in terms of the history of making of art, I think we're, I think we're now more than ever able to really um, have that conversation and, and many people be very supportive of that, you know, yeah. absolutely. So what advice do you have for aspiring artists? Oh, um, well, you know, I, I thought about that and it's sort of a twofold answer. I mean, the first one is, um, I mean, training has to come into play at some point, right? I mean, you, you need to find someone or, or, or um, you know, a program that you can invest in and they can invest in you. I think that's important. They can help guide you, but a program that will guide, not, not handhold to the point where they're deciding everything for you. I think a good teacher is one who sees your abilities um, and lets you and lets you find yourself in that medium, right? Um, the other side of it, like if I'm talking to an artist that's um, that's maybe in a program or maybe has someone to guide them, there's always been a few things that I say to my students um, that are aspiring. There's like three things that I always really hit home. One, is search like you need to you need to be searching always for things that um that get your attention like and find out and find out why they hold your attention so that leads to the next point which is like investigate like you really need to dive in and figure out what it is about these things that that get our attention and the last thing is play and this is the thing that a lot of times you don't hear because you think no we need to refine skills we need to um, get better at, at doing this thing that we want to do. But skill only produces like comf- more comfortability and more consistency. And that's good when it's time for that. But I think I think a lot of artists miss, miss the point of what it means to be a three-year-old in the mud. You know, I mean, they're not concerned about, um, they're not concerned about what they're making. They're just concerned about, but they're incredibly intentional. I don't, if you've ever watched a child play and I've had three kids, so I've watched them play and played with them. And it's amazing to watch how intentional they are. I mean, they know exactly, uh, they may not know exactly what they want to do, but they're very intentional about every move where things are going and playing. And I've always, I thought, wow, that's a great illustration of what I, I should be as a teacher is encouraging my students, not just to recklessly throw things around but play to the point where they're discovering something about both about the medium and what they're trying to say with the medium that that's where the intentionality comes in and so like the medium is just is just a way to make a visual of what the thought is you know and so i don't know that may be kind of a um a rambling answer but i think that you know you have to think about it two ways. You know, one is you need, you need a support system. You need someone who can kind of guide you and give you great advice, but also you need to remember what it means to be an artist, a creative person. 
And I think, um, you know, searching, investigating and playing is, 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 is like encompasses that like refinement and, and all that kind of stuff comes later. But I think at the heart of all this, if we don't, if we don't really find those three things over and over again, we're just making more of the same. Yeah. And do not worry about rambling on, on this show. We, we love it. <laughs> okay. Okay. Well, good. I, I tend to chase a few rabbits. So <laughs> <laughs> I I'm like that too. I, I sometimes I'll just like start saying something that I'm like, wait, what was the question? <laughs> <laughs> that's good. Uh, so that's the end of my um, formal questions. Do you have anything else that you would like to discuss? Do you have anything upcoming or anything to plug like a website, social media, et cetera? Oh, yeah. Um, so you can find, um, of course, you know, I teach painting at Old Miss and we're always looking for, you know, um, we, we have I, I teach in a graduate program. So we have um, MFA, um, a MFA in studio art with an emphasis in painting. And so we're always looking for um, talented students to apply to that. And I would encourage um, those who are interested to apply. But also um, professionally, you know, I show my work in, in a couple galleries, one in the Winfield Gallery in Carmel, California, and then also uh, the Hammond Harkins Gallery in Columbus, Ohio. So you can see my work there. I have my own website. You can see my work there, which is p-jackson.com. Um, in upcoming shows, I have, um, I'm in a part of a group called Zuxis, which is a, a still life painter collective where we all focus on the still life to some degree. Yeah, it was started in New York City back in the, I'm going to say 70s or 80s. And so it's a long history. A lot of great people have come through the group and shown with us. And we have a, a, a upcoming traveling show, which is starting um, at the Miller Museum in Wisconsin. Then it travels to New York City. Um, and it's called the Love of uh, For the Love of Chardin. And Chardin, of course, was one of the greatest still life painters um yeah. french french painter but um yeah so there's a, just a few things going on and, and and ways you can you can find me doing stuff yeah that that's super fun I, <laughs> i'll definitely be looking into that i will admit i did um stalk your website just a little uh, bit to get questions uh, for this oh yeah so uh, th was it helpful i mean did, did you find what i you enjoyed it <laughs> what do you think of the work i think it i mean i i'm not much of a like art critic I, like I said, I, I don't know much about like intentions okay. behind paintings, but I know how they make me feel. I, I love, yeah. I just love things that, yeah. <laughs> yeah. that there's not much I can say. I did like it. <laughs> Thank you. I appreciate that. I didn't mean to put you on the spot. I was just, no, curious. no, it's okay. I, I just didn't, I, I didn't want to like, <laughs> um, say something and then sound stupid. You so won't. I'm and this is I this like comes it. back to our conversation <laughs> of like anybody coming into an art gallery and feeling that way. And that's the kind of thing that that I want, I, I mean, I asked my parents, I asked my, my, my sons, my daughters, my wife, you know, my friends, um, and they had the same answer, by the way, you know, they're like, well, I don't, I don't want to, you know, say something that could be wrong. And I'm like, that's the whole point of this. You know, I sometimes think through this lens of all this stuff that I know, and that, as you know, probably being a theater student, knowing some of the things of the way that you, uh, techniques that you know, sometimes you can't get back to the raw emotion of things of like how, really one feels about something and so I'm always interested in in hearing yeah. that, that raw yeah. response you know um so this is our final segment are you are you ready yeah of course it's called pop 3q and uh it's called pop 3q because it's three questions and it's just sort of fun questions to kind of like just get the edge off I asked you a lot of really <laughs> hard questions <laughs> so that these are just 
pure fun. Sure. Uh, so my first question is, what's your favorite color to make art with? My favorite color? Wow. Um, I, I don't know. <laughs> um, I, I mean, I found that I use red a lot, um, but I also, red is sort of like a double-edged sword. You know, you use too yeah. much, but it's just, it's too, it becomes kind of gimmicky you know? And so, but I, I tend to, to run to red for some reason. And I don't know if that's yeah. my favorite color to use, but I do, I found that when I look through a lot of my work, I see it. Yeah. I noticed a lot of red in your work when I you was did? stalking your website. That, okay, that's actually so I, why I asked that question. Cause I kind of thought it would be red. <laughs> well, you, you figured it out. <laughs> Maybe you would have told me if I guessed wrong. <laughs> Maybe so. Like if you would have said blue, I would have been like, um, actually. <laughs> <laughs> that's great. Um, so my second question is what's your favorite animal to draw? Mm. Well, I haven't drawn animals in a long time, but I did a whole series of birds. Um, oh. yeah, I didn't, I didn't, I don't know if I have any in the show, maybe not, but, uh, it's not even on my website, actually. Um, you'd have to do some searching. You'd have to do some Google searching <laughs> to find them. Um, but there were a whole period, actually I was painting goldfish crackers, all sorts of things. Those are in the show. Um, and I started experimenting with these like porcelain birds Yeah. and I, and I used them as sort of a stand-in for like kind of a person, you know, like they were talking, their mouths, beaks were open or closed. And I don't know, something about the bird just seems incredibly interesting to me. I, I don't know if I can explain all of that, but um, there are these just little, little beings that are everywhere and yet they have so much joy and, and, um, always something to say. It's kind of fun to watch them. Yeah. 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 Uh, that's a great answer. I, <laughs> I, I like birds too. Well, I don't like actual birds. I like drawing to birds. <laughs> I had to clarify that because I'm yeah. actually terrified of birds in real life, but no, uh, well, okay. <laughs> When yeah. I see them, I'm like, oh, that's nice. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So uh, this is the last question. This is probably okay. the most important question you will ever be asked. Wow. Um, what is your go-to dance move? Oh, <laughs> I, I don't know. I, um, hmm, my go-to dance move. I guess it's just my, my happy dance, you know, <laughs> kind of a crazy, weird, um, make no sense kind of move you know I, it's not even describable that's how <laughs> that's how unique it is right that that makes so much sense that's a great yeah. answer <laughs> can i have a happy dance yeah for sure but i i guess my my most favorite one is is um when we have a happy dance at my house you know i'll dance with my, my girls and have, it, it's just it's just a lot of you know it's a family thing just to kind of goof off and have fun yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh, that sounds so fun. <laughs> um, yeah, well, that's the end of my questions. Uh, thank you so much for agreeing to come on today. Yeah, of course. Do you have any closing remarks? No, just thank you so much for doing this. I know it's an investment of your time. Um, and, I, you know, it's a great service, I'm sure, to your community. And um, so you're doing a great job. And, and you're great at moderating and, and <laughs> conversation. You have such a great, um, you know, attitude and, and excitement for, for what we do. So thank you for investing in, in allowing me to be here. This is great. 
Yeah, well, thank you again, and I will see everyone next week. Hey guys, thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Soda Pop Podcast. Make sure to send any feedback to arts at una.edu or to the DMs of any of our social media. You can find us on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, or even YouTube. We hope you enjoyed this episode, and don't forget to join us next time.